Hey listeners, it's Doug here. I hope you're enjoying Custom Made and are getting a lot from our episodes each week. If you are, can you hit subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and everywhere else you can listen to Custom Made. It helps other listeners find us and I'd love to hear what you think. You can also tweet me at Doug Platts with any feedback, questions, and potential topics. Thanks for joining me each week and enjoy the show. This is episode 48 of Custom Made, and this week I'm sitting down with Dr. Lindsay Harper, founder and CEO of Rosie, the latest company to come out of Dialexa Labs. Dialexa Labs is the internal innovation and development engine here at Dialexa. Whilst the vast majority of our day-to-day work is focused on providing technology and product development services for our clients, Dialexa Labs provides a channel for creativity and ideas from within our organization. For those ideas we see have high potential, we use our own resources, team, and the Dialexa method we apply to our clients' business challenges to create unique product offerings and spin out new companies. Over the past few years, Dialexa Labs has produced a number of successful companies. This includes Connected Car Platform and the first Dialexa Labs company, Vinley, who just recently closed a $13.5 million Series B round of funding. You can hear all about Vinley and their amazing journey to date in one of my earlier episodes of Custom Made with founder and CEO Mark Hader. Also, for those that are interested in another of our Dialexa Labs companies, Robin Autopilot, you can listen to founder and CEO Justin Crandall discuss the opportunities robots bring to disrupting the lawn care industry. I've included links to both of these in the show notes at Dialexa.com. And now for our latest company, Rosie. Rosie is empowering women across the U.S. with resources for their sexual wellness. Currently, 38% of women in the U.S. are suffering from low sexual desire. And today, Rosie provides these 31 million women with hope, community, and real solutions. Rosie has created the first-of-its-kind mobile application with physicians and psychologists that connects women who have low sexual desire with evidence-based resources for improvement. You can find more information about Rosie at meetrosie.com. During this week's episode, Rosie founder and CEO Dr. Lindsay Harper shares her journey to becoming the founder of a technology company and launching a new product that addresses the massive deficit of resources and solutions for women who are suffering from low libido and sexual dysfunction. Dr. Harper talks about how she continues to dedicate her career to bringing an awareness, education, and resources to both physicians and patients about these very common but rarely discussed issues that often leave women feeling isolated and ashamed. And so without further ado, here is Dr. Lindsay Harper. I am an OB-GYN by training, and I went to medical school in Arkansas, came to Dallas for my residency at Baylor, right down the street, and was in private practice there for seven years. Scott and I have been married for 10, almost 11 years, and have three little kids, and from Arkansas originally, so... And you are the founder and CEO of the latest company to come out of Dialexa Labs, our internal incubator here at Dialexa. Uh, That company is called Rosie. Um, Exciting times because the product just launched last week. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the problem that Rosie is solving for and what the product does. So let's start with the problem. What was the need that you saw in the marketplace that made you want to create a new company? Yeah. So when I was in private practice, what I started to notice was that patient after patient day after day, women were coming in telling me that they had wonderful relationships with their partner, um, but they just could not care less if they ever had sex again. And that was causing them a lot of distress. It was stressful on their relationship, caused problems with self-esteem and self-image. And they really were looking to me as a resource to try to help them with that problem. And unfortunately, in my training, I hadn't really received the education to be equipped to help them with that. And once I did receive that education, unfortunately, just you don't have the time to deal with it in private practice. And so I really 
thought that there was a place and a need um, and an obligation for me to create something to address that problem for those millions of women who have trouble with that issue and also to help out their healthcare professionals who would love to offer something but just don't have the, the capacity to do so. Yeah, and, and so you you... you both personally experienced but but obviously saw that gap in the marketplace around the need for resources, the need for an offering, whether it was some kind of medicine or some kind of um, practical application that could be used. And there is just so much available for men, for men who are, yeah. who are suffering from low sexual desire. You see that on every Super Bowl ad or you see it in every men's magazine, and it's, it's very common in, uh, in many places. And you see a lot of these companies also getting a lot of funding right now, so it is a hot item. At least in the men's side of things, but not for for women. So, so talk a little bit about what was launched last week and and what what are some of the components of it? Yeah. So, Rosie's mission is really to provide women with evidence based resources to improve sexual interest and libido. And so, when I started to learn about what those options were, there are behavioral interventions, and then there all are also medications. And I think the biggest problem is that doctors and patients or users don't have any idea what those are. And so. When I compare that to the market for men, it's like, wait, we're literally bombarded with ads everywhere we go. Everyone's talking about ED and other men's sexual health problems, but there's crickets in the women's market. And that actually just fuels my fire to kind of blow this thing up and help women to understand that their sexual problems are as important as men's. They they really need as much um, research, as much money poured into it, as many resources as we can offer, not only for themselves, but for their relationships, for their families, because this is a generational issue if we don't solve it. And um, so it's really important to me to, to help do that for women. And the way that Rosie works right now is that it offers the behavioral interventions that have been proven to improve desire, which include education, also romantic and erotic short stories, and then a um, set of pre-recorded sessions um, that uh, were recorded with a psychologist. And she's written two books, A Tired Woman's Guide to Passionate Sex and Becoming Clitter. Her name is Lori Mintz, and she's fantastic and really helps the user to understand issues surrounding communication and intimacy in a really practical and approachable way. So and so, when you started to kind of think about what can we do to, to bring solutions to addressing this this need, this problem that, that so many women um, suffer from, uh, the focus was let's start to combine these different um, ways to address it from um, thinking about getting into the right frame of mind through sexy short stories, from getting the right educational information out there, which is lacking in many places, and then these act these activities, these sessions that you can do with yourself, your partner, and so on. Um, it just started to kind of coalesce into a, let's build a mobile app for the for the modern-day woman. Right. And to me, that's that's how we expect to address issues like this now. You know, I read some, some great books, but it's a little embarrassing, and I did this on an airplane, to carry around a book titled A Tired Woman's Guide to Passionate Sex. I mean, that's... <laughs> It's a conversation starter for sure, but maybe not in the way you would want it to be. And so I really envisioned an opportunity where we could offer women bite-sized tidbits. So you can go in and watch a video in one to four minutes, or you can read a short story, you know, in a maybe 15 to 20. And it really meets our user where she is, how she really expects to be addressing this issue so that we can interact with her throughout her day on an ongoing basis. Whenever you're talking about sexual health or desire, it's not as if you solve a problem and then it's over. It's an ongoing experience, much like fitness, where users need to have frequent touch points with these solutions. And that's really how we address it differently than other options might. 
And I think what's really interesting and, and where I want to go next with this conversation is when we've, we've talked about our previous Dialexa Labs companies, such as Vinley and Robin, uh, on Custom Made, and I'll include links to these in the show notes. Um, the journey to get to where they are today is, is really interesting and fascinating. And I think it's fascinating for all types of our listeners, whether they're the enterprise organizations trying to understand how they can iterate and launch new product offerings into the marketplace or the startup community who are thinking about it. But what I also think is really interesting is the career shift that you've had from being in the medical industry to being a, a technology founder and CEO that, that's aligned with the health and wellness space as well. Sure. So let's talk a bit about that journey. So the idea and kind of when, when Rosie really started to become, okay, let's start to do this. When, when did that start to happen? So um, I had the idea for it in October of 17, and we, we sort of did some exploration of the, is this a, is this a Lindsay problem? Is this a bigger problem? Do doctors know what to do about this? And I just don't. Like, what, what exactly does the landscape look like? And we really found out that 30 million women have this problem, and doctors don't know what to do about it. And so there's a real opportunity here for massive change and progress. So we we demonstrated that in the first three months um, by talking to a bunch of people and doing some research. And then we started really building the product with Dialexa at the beginning of 2018, really starting to map out like what does our MVP look like, um, thinking through some design research, who is our target customer. And so then that process was um, you know, proceeded out through 2018. I cha- I decided I finally made the choice um, and the decision to leave private practice um, in the late spring, early summer of 2018. Just when I realized what an opportunity this was professionally in terms of helping more women on a global scale. I love what I did in private practice and love my patients, but I was I felt like I had an opportunity to make a bigger difference with this path and I'm fueled by it. I don't know, you know, I didn't know and still don't know everything there is to know about running a technology company, but the fact that this mission is so important to me and such a world and life-changing one really makes me me much more uh, motivated to learn all of those things for the good of the company and the betterment kind of of women's health everywhere. So And so as you went through that journey of researching the problem and ideating through some potential solutions and then getting through the build, what were some of the more memorable moments that you had, um, for good or bad, through yeah. that journey, um, the ups and downs that you can share? Sure. I mean, I think the biggest one is, well, there's a lot of big ones, but the moment that I sort of expressed this out loud for the first time and Scott's reaction to the problem. And then we called Mark and just the openness from that moment on. And then through all of the Dialexa interactions we've had has been so meaningful to me because everyone has been so receptive and really understanding. And a lot of people ask me like, oh, do you have a hard time pitching this? Or do you, you know, how do people react when you tell them what you're doing? And it's been so heartwarming because everyone's just been really receptive and open. And I think I was talking to someone about this earlier today. I think it's because it's such a fundamental, you know, core part of all of us, no matter what your background demographics are, if you're a man or a woman or whatever, that everyone can relate to this and understand how if you're feeling bad about some part of yourself and not able to talk to anyone about it or not able to find resources for it, how that can be such a big issue. And so I've really appreciated that. Um, Also, I've loved user testing and really understanding from the user's perspective what is going on in her mind, how what she thinks about the product and the 
the different features within it. Um, those have been really big aha moments for me, for sure. And so let's take that first one. Um, I feel like a, a lot of people who have great ideas, who are wanting to build a business around it, feel like they have to be super secretive about it. Yeah. Because well, what happens if somebody takes this idea? But do you feel like actually it's been more... Um, not just validation, but it's it's helped kind of catalyze this this creation of this company and this creation of this product by just being more open and just saying this is the opportunity I'm doing. How can yeah. you know? How can people help and how can people kind of move it forward? Yeah, and you know it's interesting because I think about that sometimes. I'm like, should I be more secretive or you know hold this closer to the vest? But that's just not my personality. Like I am an open book and I want to talk about this with everyone that I meet. And even when I speak with other founders who might in some, you know, alternate universe be considered competitors, I still am very excited to know them and excited to talk about them because the fact of the matter is this space is huge. And even if all of us blew it out of the water and really addressed the exact problem we were trying to address, we would never be competitors because there's so much opportunity and there's, and it's been completely ignored for millennia, you know? So I think the fact that all of us are kind of coming together, joining hands, sharing ideas, speaks volume about the progress that we're about to make and less about, you know, the competitiveness or, you know, the secrecy of the, of the space. And so I think the, the other part, the other, the big moment you're talking about, about the user testing, I think that's a really important thing is, as you do invest time, energy, effort, and budget into the creation of this thing, this product, the, the Rosie app, you know, the testing of, okay, do, is there a market for this in the first place? And then the testing of, okay, could this product work in, in how we're starting to, to design it is, is really valuable rather than just rushing straight into, well, let's code, let's build, let's launch something. And it, and it doesn't be as successful as, as you want. And I think in, the, in a lot of the, the startup community and in a lot of the product development, there is that perception where we get it out as quickly as you can and and then iterate from there rather than get it out as efficiently as you can so that is it can be as successful as it can be in its current state and then have a plan to iterate it from beyond that as well so i think it's really interesting that that those comments around the user testing and so from what you can share around the user testing and the conversations what what was surprising what was some of the feedback that maybe helped you kind of go back and say okay let's iterate on this again it's very interesting because over the past year, I have discovered that, in fact, even though this is kind of a bad word in the South, I am a feminist. <laughs> I didn't really know that about myself. But the um, my user is not. She comes from a different place for the most part. Most time, you know, it's been really interesting to learn about the user and how that maybe reading erotic stories might make her feel uncomfortable, might not meet her at the place where she is, which is part of our mission. And so we've really focused on making the stories customized so where she can enter that part of the app and be in control of what she reads. And then also creating more content that speaks to that particular user so that we, the last thing I would ever want to do is offend a user or, um, you know, create negative feelings because of the work that we're trying to do. We're definitely trying to help. And so tailoring the content for that specific context, I think is very valuable for us. Yeah. And, and then it, even as you get into the development, there's beta testing and, and iterations from that as well. And I think that that can definitely be a challenge with a lot of organizations of the feeling that they already understand the user. Um, and especially if you're bringing out a new product, then you may not know the user in that new light. So continuous user testing is, is really important as well. 
So as you as the app is launched and it's available now in the the iTunes store, yeah. um, just search for Meet Rosie or Rosie Wellness within the just iTunes Rosie, store. Just Rosie, actually. It. Yeah, we've got perfect. Rosie now. Perfect, yeah. perfect. And you can go to meetrosie.com to to see more information about the app, and then there's a blog available with lots of great content in there as well. And I think that's also a big part of your mission is is just normalizing the conversation. Oh, absolutely. It goes so far into helping bring women out of their space of shame and isolation, and that's really the first step is for everyone to know that this is a problem that 38% of women have and it not only affects them, but also their partners. So really it's 38% of people. And, um, you know, just knowing that just that one simple fact is very liberating and very sort of helpful to the women in this space. So yeah, normalization of the issue is a huge part of what we're doing. Perfect. perfect. Well, um, thanks for joining us this week. This has been really interesting. I know this is week one of product launch and and a a, a year plus of um, great work from the Rosie team and I know you're growing and expanding if people are looking to to uh, find out more information definitely check out meetrosie.com for for all, all the different information about the app and um, the work that's going on here as well look forward to seeing where you go uh, and how it goes in the future as well maybe we'll have you back on in a year's time to see how the growth has gone that'd be great I love it and I you know of course I'm obsessed with Dialexa and so appreciative for all of the talent that exists in this building and all of the people that are here so I'm so thrilled to be a part of it perfect thanks for joining me this week 